Hey, Kaylee. Hey, Sage. Have you ever heard Halsey singing at the mall? No, I, I haven't. Wait. Here it is. I'm going to do it for you. But I'm going to throw a little mix in it for the I thought. <laughs> okay. 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 Don't waste your time on me. So what? Who cares? The voice inside my head. I miss you. Miss you. It's the cringiest thing. I'll show you after. Okay. 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 I must see it. And I just put a little spin on it because we have to do a little intro song. So there you go. Because this episode is about dates. Yeah, yeah. Bad dates. It's kind of a love song you probably listen to after a bad date or after a bad breakup, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Or oh. Demi Lovato, Sorry Not Sorry. Oh. Baby, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Oh, I hit that. <laughs> it was all right. I'm getting better and better with my singing. <clears throat> yeah, sure. <laughs> so this week we have a bad date episode. Mm-hmm. You know them. You love them. Oh. Hate a bad date. And you know what the best part was? I posted on social media today, like, send us your bad date stories, like, yep. now. And I, we, guys, we got Blown flooded. Up. Yeah. Blown up. And it was incredible. And, like, I want that to happen every week. Because I, I know there's people, like, I'm gonna, people came out of the fucking woodworks. Yeah, I demanded. I said right now. And they freaking sent it right now. Yep. Like, I don't need, I mean, we have so many still coming in that we have, we can't even put in. It was so exciting. So thank you. And also, I think we got so many stories, too, that, like, there are more people that are going to send them in. And so mm-hmm. we're going to do a definite part two of this. Yes. For sure. But uh, for our upcoming episodes, we want Halloween and ghost stories again. Yes. Because we have to do that in honor of yes. the spirit. Um, we also want creepy encounters and or kidnapping. Yes. And actually, Kaylee, I got a kidnapping story this weekend. Oh, you did? Oh, I got All right. Well, save it. Save story. it. Why are you touching a titty? Oh, God. I'm sorry. I was fixing myself. My bad. (laughs) Any fucking who? Uh, Yeah. So, oh, and UFO stories. Yes. Please. Yes. And then, you know, you get into the Thanksgiving. We love a good Thanksgiving story. Your father fucking burn his hand off, like anything like that. Cooking a turkey. Warm up the kitchen. Deep frying the turkey. Did you run a road race and throw up afterwards on... Like my family used to do. Yeah. Do you have a tradition of going hunting on Thanksgiving and yes. something terrible yep. went wrong? Yes. Anything Thanksgiving related and Christmas because we might as well just tell you it now. Oh, yes. And for the creepy encounters one kidnapping, we also want people that you've like found hidden in places. Yes. Like was there a random neighbor hiding out in your shed for some reason? Yes. Or were you at work one day and there was somebody... In the backyard trying to get in. <laughs> oh, God. I should also say holiday instead of Christmas, by the way. But yes, yes Kaylee, because you know I got a fucking story like that. Here is my fucked up fact. I'm ready. It's possible to smell scents in dreams. <gasps> oh, my God. I love that. Wait, hold on one second. Wait, I love that because last night I had the craziest dream that Cheyenne had her baby at VZ Park, which is like a little beach at a lake in my town. And she was like having her baby yeah we also need to start our dream logs group back up with andrea okay yeah andrea i meant to send one the other day because i found it when i was going through my laptop i was like i gotta send a dream but i keep forgetting it's you know so what? far back in my phone a lot of people don't care about listening to other people's dreams but i think it's really fascinating we should do a dreams episode we do a dreams, but we should also do an, a dream episode that something happened in real life because my that happens to my brother all the time we're getting another blind date story right now oh my god oh my <laughs> Can god we just read it right now from scratch let's do it do we just read this one right now? Because oh we just God, got it. Yeah. Yeah. We Stop. literally just Here got we it. go. Here we go, guys. Where is it right now? It just came through email. We might as well. Fucking breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Stop it. 
fucking love that. All right. <laughs> we just got an episode. Uh, breaking news. Uh, uh, 1746. On the Kaylee Hunkins here with KSE TV News. <laughs> I got <laughs> to find one of those news. Okay. Live. I just want to say right now, I am going to read this for you, Kaylee, because I've been waiting for this story for a few weeks now, and I'm very excited about it. Okay, okay. Dear Sage and Kaylee, blind dates used to be a sticky situation. The time I'm talking about was 30 years ago before the age of cyberstalking when a blind date was just that. You met somebody without knowing what they really looked like, apart from a brief description that they or maybe the friend that set you up with in the first place told you. And we all know people are big, fat liars. Maybe the friend had shown you a photograph, but there was no checking on Facebook or other social media to get a preview of the person you were meeting blindly. I don't know if blind dates can even exist anymore. Like, they really can't. They really, really can't. I mean, they can, but they just don't. I I guess I never really thought about that. Right. But I just thought about it as you said that. I'm like, I never really thought that blind dates don't really... Yeah, they're not a thing anymore. Like, you really... Well, catfishing is the new thing, you know? Yeah. I guess that's what it's moved to. Right. Because, you, yeah, because everybody always stalks Facebook if you're going on a date, and most of it, every app has pictures. It's just so strange to even think about, because you can look up anybody. Like, I could look up anybody's address right now. Yeah. It's weird, because... It's really fucked up. Oh, yeah, my friend set me up on a blind date, but you know you stalk them on Facebook and Instagram and... Oh, yeah. ...what they were saying on Twitter in 2016. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's so crazy. And and you Google them, and you see uh, what they might have been in the paper for. Or you look at... You know what I do? What do I do? like to look at people's LinkedIn's. Oh. I'm a big LinkedIn person. Oh. But I make is, sure okay, that I don't that log into my LinkedIn. I'm not oh, yeah, logged in. Because they can see that you viewed them. You do it on the Safari. You don't do it on the actual app. <laughs> okay. Boom. LinkedIn. <laughs> I care so much about people's addresses and where they work, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Here we go. First of all, I have to say that where a lot of straight people go wrong in setting up two gay people is that they think, oh, well, he's gay and he's gay, let's set them up together without any consideration of what the two people might have in common. My advice before setting up anybody is to ask yourself, would you fuck them? Oh, I like that. Love it. Love it. Anyway, let's go back to 100 years ago to 1990. <laughs> <laughs> the year after I was born. I love it. My good friend set me up on a blind date. She said he was cute, a hairdresser, and had a lot of money. That's all I knew. Maybe I spoke to him first. Not sure, but it was arranged we would meet for sushi somewhere in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Oh, go to Domo? oh my God. I was fresh out of college and still living with my parents in Dover, New Hampshire at the time. Naturally, since sushi is not very filling, I ate first. My mom made <laughs> my mom had made spaghetti and I was pretty stuffed by the time I met the guy. Paul? Let's call him Paul. I got ready to go. I still remember the Madras plaid shorts and white sweater I wore. Oh, my God. I love it. I'm picturing it all now. Me too. Me too. I love this. Paul and I were walking around Prescott Park. He was. Yeah. I know. He was cute in a Woodstock sort of way. Ah, God. You know, Snoopy's yellow bird friend, as I remember. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Woodstock. I was thinking of the concert. I wasn't thinking of the fucking bird. I knew that too. And I read the next line and I was like dying. I'm like, I, I was thinking Snoopy. She didn't keep reading. I was thinking of like a fucking hippie. Woodstock. Either way, I don't even know. And 
and he asked if I wanted to get stoned. Duh. So we lit one up and it was the paranoid kind of weed. He told oh, me, God. I know. He told me we weren't going to sushi after all. Instead, he'd made reservations at this really fancy, intimate place on Ceres Street that I'd heard about but had never met anyone who dared to enter. This was about the time when the paranoia set in. I wonder if it's Massimo's. I wonder. 1990. Was oh, was it open? I don't know. It's been, I think it's been open for a long time. I wonder what this is. Shout out to Corey Santa Barbara that works at uh, Ceres Bakery. <laughs> I love that. She's the baker, guys. Oh, bakeries. The restaurant was beautiful. Everything on the menu was terribly expensive, and I felt very underdressed and stupid in my shorts and probably my flip-flops. Again, this was in a galaxy far, far away when dressing for dinner used to matter. I was also really stoned, but I wasn't hungry at all thanks to the platter of spaghetti I'd had at, <laughs> I had at home. Oh my God, that's right. I didn't even have the munchies. I couldn't decide on anything to order and think I said I just wanted a salad or something, but Paul kept pushing me to eat. We were out to dinner after all. Then a different level of paranoia kicked in. Did he think I was shy about ordering anything because I couldn't afford it? I couldn't, of course, having just been released from college. But apart from that, I really didn't have any room for another bite. The waiter came back a few times while I had decided, and finally I relented. I'll just have the lobster thermidor, I said, choosing the most expensive and arguably one of the bigger dishes on the menu. I managed to finish it all, but licked the plate. In fact, it was delicious. I don't remember if we had dessert. I don't even know if we had a little kiss before saying goodnight. Maybe? He was a really nice guy, though, and we had a good time. But I just didn't feel the click. I did see him in passing once again, maybe a few months later at a party, thrown by our mutual friend who had just set us up. He did pay for dinner, by the way, of course. He was a gentleman, and as the restaurant was his choice, he took care of the check. I don't know why I never came clean and just told him how stoned I was and how I had eaten a full dinner beforehand. I still have these sh <laughs> I still have these shorts and sweater, although I never wore them again, and I have no idea why I've kept them all these years. But I do know I still love lobster. Sincerely, Uncle Arthur. For the love of lobster. And he's like older, so that was just such a special little story. Like the most expensive thing on the menu. Like I can just see him doing this. I loved it. I loved it. That was amazing. The way you ended that was just, ah, the kiss of a lobster. Ah, the kiss and antennas of the lobster brushing upon my face. Okay. I just loved it so much. Spin in my mic. I love lobster. All right. Should we talk about the booze of the day then? Boo. Oh, we haven't even done our facts. No, should we just skip over facts today? Or pick your poison? We haven't done any. No, we just do facts okay. really quickly. Okay, okay, okay. okay. take two minutes. Well, let's talk about booze of the day real quick. So we got our... Okay. How do we say that, Sage? Oza. Okay. Oza. O-H-Z-A. Oza. They're mimosas in a can. Woohoo! Gluten free. I have my mango mimosa. And I have my classic Bellini mimosa. And they're pretty good. I'm not going to lie. My fucked up facts on stage. Go with yours. Yeah. We'll keep going. Yeah. We had a breaking news. That's what happens when you have breaking news. Yes. You heard it here first live. Boo, 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 boo. We'll see you again at 11. All right. <laughs> Here's my fucked up fact. I don't think you know this about me, but I kind of, I'm kind of scared of blimps in a weird way, but I'm oh, fascinated God. by them. Like really like hardcore. No, I get them. that. I get that. And like I saw one last year and I just didn't fascinate me. I feel like I saw a lot when I was a kid. So I have a blimp fact. Blimpies. We love a good blimp. And also people saw a blimp in New Jersey. They thought it was a UFO, but it was really a blimp. Cute little blimp. They kind of scare me though. Anyways, this is my fact. 
The general consensus is that there are between 20 and 25 blimps in the entire world. That's it. That's it. Really? That's how many blimps there are. But most of them are not in operation. So there is even less that are being operated. I just love this fact. Van Wagner Airship Group owns and operates eight of the approximately 13 active advertising blimps in the world, including the MetLife blimps. So when you see a blimp, you're seeing like one in 13 blimps in the entire world that are actually in the air. And for all you people that just thought you saw a UFO, which is rare, you also saw a blimp that was rare. It's a very cool fact, right? Yeah. And there used to be a lot, um, you know, like a long time ago, but, you know, during yeah. the wars and everything. But I just, oh, what a nerdy fact. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. If you guys see any blimps or or want to send me like a blimp postcard like or anything like that, like I really do like blimps. A blimp, a blimp postcard? I might be a blimp for Halloween this year. I'm just kidding. Oh we already God. know what we're being. Oh, yeah, honey. We've got plans. But we're not telling you guys yet. Shoot. But if I do go out, maybe I will be a blimp. <laughs> wait, should we? Blimp? Wait, guys. I actually have an idea, Sage, before we do Pick Your Poison. Okay. I just saw this in my head. Okay. We actually are going to have a guest on today's episode. Oh, my God. This is a jam-packed episode. And I think that we should do Pick Your Poison with our guest. I think our guest should do it with us. I think that should be happening. This person's just coming in and telling a really quick story that's about a bad date. So yep. hold on. Let me go and get her. And that'll flow right into our... Let me go get her. Okay. This episode is brought to you in part by the Jabroni Network, where the Jabronis jabron and you can jam out with your clam out. Here I come. Oh. oh. Here no, she hip, comes, hip. Miss America. Yeah, you hear her through that. This is going to be good. Here she comes, Miss America. She was Miss New Hampshire in 1942. Just kidding. She wasn't alive yet. (laughs) And now she is running at 95 years old. Just kidding, Donna. I love you. I know you're not 95. You're not even, you're older, you're you're younger than my mother. Sit right Uh, right there, Donna. Miss Universe contestant. Donna! I thought this was supposed to be anonymous. No, this one can't be anonymous. No, this is fabulous. Guys, it's my mother, Donna. Donna, get a little closer to the mic, honey. Hi, and, everyone. My, and my cousin, Donna. So Definitely. we're having Donna on here. We're doing our bad dates episode, Donna. Oh, shit. Donna has a really good first bad date, but let's just set the scene for a minute. Okay. My mother, How Donna, worked at Suds and Soda. Where I met my husband. Go ahead, Donna. Tell us about, tell us about your little story. What was your first first date date with Mike? Hmm. Well, okay. I was working at the little country store. You'll have to whisper. My grandparents' store, God bless them. I was 19. I'm 53 now. Age is just a number. You know, the guys used to come in and out of Sudden Soda all the time. And I was a cute blonde, blue eyes. I was cute. No, I I still am cute, but I was pretty cute. (laughs) And the guys would come in. I'm not trying to brag, but. Even your grandmother used to say to me, you little slut. (laughs) Guys would come in and ask me out on a daily basis. And I would never. Some of them were creepies. Some of them were cuties. Cuties. And I did date a few that would come in. They'd come over the, they'd go over to the cooler and get their beer, slap it on the counter, get a Powerball ticket, and ask me out. So I did, I did go out on a few guys. But this one guy came in. He'd come in with his. Uh, Coors Light. Oh, of course. Yep. 
Of course. Some things yep. really never change. Slap it on the counter. I'd ring him up and he'd say, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. He didn't really know me. I knew We knew of each other. So he would leave. Next day, he'd come in again. And then the next day, I'd be like, oh, I hope his name was Michael. I hope he comes in. He's kind of cute. So I said, to, I said to my boss, Sage's grandmother, Gail, I said, God, your nephew is cute. She goes, he is. He's a good one. He's cute. He's nice. I said, I don't know. I kind of like him, but I don't, I don't think he likes me. Because oh he comes in with his beer, gets his beer. He'll flirt. He's not a really flirty guy. He would flirt, and then he would leave. Then the next time he would come in, he'd grab the, the Coors Light, and he wouldn't even talk to me. He'd, I'd ring him up, and out he'd go with his Coors Light. I'm like, God, I don't get this guy. Oh, a man so, of mystery, huh? My best friend at the time, who was a Greenland girl, I kept telling her, oh, my God, he's so cute. I said, will you call him and see see if he likes me? Because she knew him. So she calls him, and he's like, she, Donna, you know, Donna Pearl likes you. Do you like her? Oh, yeah, I like her. I like her. And I'd say to Julie, he has a hard way of showing it. Comes in, flirts, goes out, comes in, doesn't flirt. So anyways, probably a month after that, he finally asked me out. So um, I said, I, I was living at home. I said to my parents, oh, I have a date tonight with Mike Hunkins. They knew the name because we both grew up in Greenland. But he's a few years older than me. So anyways, I get all ready for my date. I'm pretty pumped. I see him pull in with his big Ford truck. <laughs> and he walks up the stairs, knocks on the door, even though I knew it was there. And we had like a screen door. And I opened the door and his face was bloody. He <gasps> bloody. He had like a butterfly type bandage on his Top bridge of his nose, like between his eyes, up here. Is that the bridge? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This big white band-aid. He says he didn't have a band-aid, but he did. It was gauze or it was something weird. So I looked at him, and now I'm getting ready to introduce him to my parents, who are very strict. This is Mm -hmm. back in the 80s, guys. Sips wine. (laughs) Spills tea. He comes in, he had cowboy boots on, which I hate pair of jeans, and he had like a rugby shirt on, gray and white. I said, oh, he looks kind of cute. Little mullet, little blonde hair, little mullet in the back. <laughs> the, with the cowboy boots, I can't. Oh, yeah. he had a mullet, but that was the style. This was 88, maybe, 87. So I look at him like, what in God's creation is going on here? So I look at him. He goes, oh, I had a little accident right, right before I got in my truck. I said, yeah, I see that. What happened? He goes, oh, well, I was home. They have a sliding glass door that goes out to the pool. This was August. I mean, this was July, 4th of July-ish weekend. His mother or somebody in the house windexed the, the slider. <gasps> and the slider is always open. It's a, And it's not like your regular sliding glass door. It's like one of those over big oversized sliders that go out to the pool area. So sure enough, his mom or his grandma or somebody windexed it. And he came through the house to get his truck keys to come get me, literally come get me, kind of walked fast through the area and boom, smacked right into the gla- the glass door was closed. And he collided with it. Oh, my God. Instead of calling me and canceling, he decided, oh, I'll put a little tissue on it or <laughs> Band-Aid. And I only lived five miles from him and over he came. Oh. But I'll be honest with you, I didn't want to go out with him. It was bad. Yeah. It was oozing, little bloody. Oh! Yeah, it was. No. It wasn't pretty. He still looked cute, but it wasn't pretty. But we did. We went out. I said to him, "Are you sure? You sure you want to go out? Like we can go out like next weekend. Maybe you should go to the ER, you know." And he wouldn't go to the ER. Typical guy. Oh 
So we went out for Chinese. I think he picked me up like at 7, and I was home by 8.30. That was it. <laughs> now you're married. And yeah. we've been married for 32 years. <laughs> Is that crazy? It's what the fucking walking into a sliding glass door. I know. When I, I asked him about it today, and he said Did he, he wasn't in any story? pain or anything. Yeah, he said that he was like going out to wash his truck. And his yeah. grandmother had opened the door that it was always shut and had just washed it. No, it was it was always open and she shut it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I now said she has to stickers him, on the door. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now there's like little decals on it. But I said to him, I'm like, we really don't need to go out tonight. But you know when you go to those Chinese restaurants, well they don't have them anymore, but la- back in the eighties they had these little Chinese huts. Like oh. grass little huts. What? Yeah, it was the Chinese restaurants back in the day, they had booths. Yeah. But over the booths was like um, like beading, and you, it was yeah. like you were in your own little hut. Oh, it was that's really cool. That's cool. It kind was cool. Like, um, Shio. Yeah, she was gone. gone. Oh. Yeah, you'd step down in there. And oh, you have to yeah. take. Oh, I have a date story. I have a date story about Shio. Write it down. See, Chinese. Oh my god. Chinese foods are Chinese restaurants are the best. But yeah, they were like little huts. What do you call them? Like little uh, grass, little tiki huts. Yeah, little tiki huts. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So it was kind of nice because nobody could really see his face in it. He never went to the he never went to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. He said he never went and got checked out. His but nose you, is a little. But now he's fifty five. You look at his nose; it's a little crooked. Well, it's okay. a lot crooked. Was that a boring story? No, Donna. No, we loved it. Was it was amazing. No, I love it because it's special. Because do you want to stay ma- for one story? My grandma was a matchmaker. Thanks. Oh, you want to hear my Shio story? Yeah. Okay, you okay. Because one? you talked about Chinese restaurants. I. It's really short. Um, so I went on a date to Shio and you know, the wait was like 45 minutes. So you awkwardly have to like, wait, this is like the first date. We yeah. went ice fishing that day. And then like on the first date, whatever that night. So like 45 minutes, you know, you gotta fucking break the ice, whatever. And then this is my first time going to Shio, like actually in there. I had gotten takeout a million times there, but you know, <sighs> well, I didn't wear socks. I didn't wear socks with my little boots and my feet were like sweaty. Smelly sweaty and I didn't know that you had to take your shoes off when you go in the little booth oh yeah and so here I am it's winter it's right after Christmas and it's slushy there was a storm literally the day before it's slushy salty gross so like the people before their shoes were wet my feet were cold smelly stinky wet naked it was awful and I ate a whole boat of sushi Mm, that sounds good and it didn't work yeah. out. So, and I'm fine with it. So, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's my Shio. So, always always wear socks. That's the moral yeah. of the story. You just got to wear socks. So, today we went a little buck wild, like trying to get stories from people about dates. And, you know, we got a lot. But today, somebody told me a story, like word of mouth. So, I'm going to mm-hmm. try to retell it, but it's okay. pretty. I wrote down notes. So, <laughs> whatever. So, this is the his first date with his now wife. Okay. Kind of an adventurous guy. All right. Like, you know, he's a runner. That's what I said today. I go, you're a runner. And so he basically took his wife to this wipeout course in, uh, what's it, Abdington, Mass. Abdington. Abdington, Mass. I don't know how I'm saying Abdington, Mass. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Abdington, Mass. <laughs> I'm having a glitch. Anyways, Abdington, Massachusetts. Abdington. I'll never be able to say that. For a million That's years. all going in, by the way. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's the only Massachusetts name I'll make fun of, okay? Anyways, so 
this wipeout course basically like he said there was job postings for paramedics like there were job postings for people to like work there. work there because okay, okay. people got hurt so they go up on this course or whatever and i'm gonna retell this the best i can and i'm sorry if i butcher this but basically he, it used to be like cargo nets and like trampolines 20 feet in the air 30 feet in the air like just craziness okay like a wipeout course you know so I guess he like climbed to the top of a cargo net and he went to go jump off of the cargo cargo net and he slipped and the mat, he missed the mat and he smashed his face into the concrete. Oh my God. About a 35 to 40 <laughs> like foot. Luckily, he only broke his nose. Oh he, my God. He literally fell like, like almost 40 Stop. feet. Stop. Stop. Well, they hire paramedics. Back then. Oh. Must, you must sign a waiver. So basically... He just like scurries into the bathroom. He, he said it was a really shitty bathroom. He's like the mirrors, like two dimension mirrors. Like he's like there were two together, and he's like I couldn't even. He goes, I set my nose. Oh, and he was like, and I didn't tell her for like a year. Oh my god, a year. So he goes about a month later. We're now dating, whatever. About a month later, she goes, hey, is your nose kind of crooked? And he'd be, he'd be like, no, no, no. And then a year later, he was like, okay, I have to tell you why my nose is crooked and then today i was like your nose isn't crooked and he pulls down his mouth and i was like okay it is kind of crooked i've never noticed it and then he tells me that this place shut down okay but after it shut down it became they tried to make it like a teen foam party but you had to wear bikinis and like like adults were running this like adult men what and they were like trying to like advertise to like teen girls wear your bikinis the foam party and like that got shut down real quick uh i bet so we went from one bad thing to another bad thing. And then he got married to her. Oh, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't tell her for a year. I have another story, too, that has, like, an ending like that. Oh, tell me. I ran into this guy I worked with three years prior at a local band show, which we had mutual friends in. He asked for my number, and I gave it to him and went on about my night. Later, he texted me, and I responded quickly since I was already on my phone. He responds... Have you been waiting for this text all night? Okay, asshole. I can play that game. But I agreed to go out for drinks with him, and he was so cocky I couldn't stand it. So I got belligerently drunk and gave it back to him. Since I couldn't drive home because I was wasted, I figured I might as well get laid. Flash forward three months of being a booty call. I had Celtics game tickets, and no one could go. So I invited him. He drove and we took the train into the city and on the way back, we start driving into a town we didn't know and he ends up getting pulled over and arrested for suspected drunk driving. He was definitely not drunk at all and peeled out to avoid another car driving recklessly. But they still put him in cuffs and brought him to the station. Since I had been drinking, I couldn't drive. So I got put into a cruiser and brought to the station as well. While I'm sitting there, a guy trying to press charges on his girlfriend for stealing his phone started to hit on me and offered giving me a ride home. No thanks. Thankfully, a friend picked me up since they said that the guy she was on a date with had to stay there. And as soon as I got on the highway, they had released him to his roommate who was also supposed to get me, but the cops wouldn't tell me, which is weird. Yeah. Fast forward seven years later, he's not as cocky. We're married and have a baby girl. (gasps) Barbara girl. What? What? That was crazy. Look at that. A success story. Three in a row. But now we're getting to the bad. There are no more other good success stories. Now it sucks. Okay. Fuck you guys. This next one is like 
my aunt went on some match.com dates. Oh my God. So these are just kind of a few that she has told me about. I went on a few dates with this guy I met on match.com. He told me he liked to vacuum naked and wanted me to vacuum (laughs) naked for him. I was like, I'm not vacuuming your house naked. Absolutely not doing any of that. I did see him again and slept with him. But the final straw was when we were at a bar and the bartender was talking to us. I could sense the conversation was taking another turn when he looked at me and said, would you want to have a threesome with us? (sighs) Yep, I was done. I am a mother of two and in my 40s. No thanks. She called me from the bathroom. Wait, yeah? Get up here. Get up here, Donna. Donna, come back. Donna, come back. Donna's got more details. Oh, my God. Details, details, Donna. I'm glad you stayed. She's got to bring her wine, too. I actually got the phone call from your aunt, my sister. She, I knew she was going on another match date with this guy. Maybe the third or fourth, fifth date, somewhere around there. And she calls me from the bathroom. She goes, Donna, I said, what? You got to come get me. I said, wait, what's the matter? She goes, I'm in the bathroom at, it's like the 99 or something. <laughs> TGIF Fridays. I think it might have been TGIF Fridays, to be honest. It's in Beverly, Mass. But anyways. I said, wait, what's the matter? What's the matter? She's like, um, so-and-so just asked me what I thought of the bartender. And it was a female bartender. And he kept saying, hey, she's cute. She's cute. What do you think of her? What do you think of her? And she's like, it's it's weird, Don. It's weird. You got to come get me. I said, why do you keep asking me what you thought of the female bartender? Then he turned around and said, what would you think if I took you both home with me tonight? And I said, Jennifer, like Jennifer. a threesome? She goes, yeah, I, I need to get the F out of here now. You could need to come get me. I said, well, where's your car? She goes, it's at his condo, which was not too far away. I said, you, I said I'm said, i coming to get you to Beverly, or you, or you tell him to take you home. All the way in fucking Beverly. <laughs> Beverly, Mass. <laughs> fucking Beverly! You're lucky you didn't have to drive to fucking Melrose. Yeah. So she said, I'll call you right back. I said, don't leave me hanging here. What do you mean? I'll come get you. She called me back. She was like, he's taking me back to his condo. I'm getting in my fucking car and I'm leaving. She left and that was the end of it. <gasps> yeah, he wanted to well, go home with it. <laughs> he was asking her opinion. What do you think of the what do you think of the bartender? What do you think of the bartender? First of all, let me back up. When the first phone call, I said, Well, are you into that kind of thing, Jen? She's like, Fuck no. I said, Okay, I just had to ask because if you're into it, go for it. If you're not into it, get the fuck out. <laughs> Moral of the story, get the fuck out. Yeah, okay, here's the next one from her. I went on a few dates with another guy I met on Match.com. And one night we were on a date and he got a call from the police. His daughter had just OD'd on heroin and he took me with him. No need to get into details on that because I do have people in my life that have been affected by it. I love them to death and people can turn their lives around. I can add to that too. Okay, let's you give us the details then. She didn't want to give the details. You give us the details. So can you hand me a drink? Jennifer, Jennifer. Just hand me a drink real quick. Thank you. Jennifer called me up on that date as as well. (laughs) She said, Donna, you're not going to believe this. So-and-so just took me out. They were downtown Portsmouth having a nice dinner. Few drinks each. They got back into his truck. Right downtown Portsmouth. He get, Jennifer says her goodbyes. She gets into his, her car because he drove her there. They say their goodbyes. Minutes later, she gets in her car, drives to go home, and she sees that he is pulled over. Oh, right. He is pulled over. And she's like, what the hell? 
I hope he's not getting a DUI because he had probably two, two or three drinks. So she calls me say, telling me this. I hope he doesn't, I hope he didn't get a DUI. I hope he didn't get a DUI. So you know, Jen, she kept circling around, circling around <laughs> to see what the hell was going on yeah. with me on the phone. And she said, oh my God, they're putting him in handcuffs. I said, what? What happened? She goes, we had dinner. We had drinks. I don't know what's going on. He definitely was not drunk. Maybe borderline DUI, but she didn't really think so. So she kept calling him throughout the night. And then finally, he had been pulled over. I can't remember why, but he got pulled over. And when they searched his truck, they found drugs in his glove department. yep, Yep, that was a different time. And he told my sister... They weren't his. They were his daughter's. And she said, I'm out of here. Thank you. So here's my next Guys, story. Guys, Donna, everybody. Oh, thank give you, a ra- Donna. Let's give a round of applause, applause for, for Donna. Donna. <laughs> okay, she's gone. <laughs> that was actually perfect. She Wait a second. We didn't do Pick Your Poison with Donna. Donna! Come back up here real quick. We never did Pick Your Fucking Poison. We're doing Pick Your Poison. We wanted to do it with you. I picked it up and everything. We've gotten very distracted today, guys. And I'm, I'm not mad about it. I'm ADD in general, so. Okay, you and Sage pick one. <laughs> I got the best one. Donna, we're both picking one tonight, you and I. Okay. So here's mine. Would you rather break into a sperm bank and drink everything or drink a gallon of breast milk that your mom has been saving since you were an infant? <laughs> Oh, readers against age. My God. Okay, this is a really tough one. Yeah, yeah. These are not drinking ones. You I guys know. Not for me. Break Donna in, knows which one. Break into a sperm bank and drink everything, or drink a gallon of breast milk that your mom has been saving since you were an infant. Okay, okay. Definitely sperm bank. The sperm bank. Definitely breast milk. But <gasps> Donna, that's like old milk. Donna, how old are you? You just said you were 53. That means that breast milk is 53 years old. You know milk goes bad in like less than a I hour. like cottage cheese. <gasps> okay, okay, but wait. Can we make it chocolate breast milk? No. No. <laughs> okay. Can we make it chocolate sperm? We Can we have Twinkie? Can we fill... A Twinkie with the sperm of the sperm bank? Okay, those are contingencies. I'd let that go. Okay. <laughs> Chocolate breast milk. For sure. <laughs> I think we've come to a decision. I don't know, though. I don't know. I don't know. Twinkies could I love the dilute back and forth right now. They're both pretty nasty, but I go for the chocolate breast milk. <laughs> Can I make it into a milkshake? Yes. Can I a add McFlurry? Other- Can I add? <laughs> no, we're done. I get, but I don't swallow. That's why I went with the breast milk. Oh, <laughs> and she's gone. She literally mic dropped it out she of here. Just mic dropped. She literally just mic dropped it out of here. I'm dying. Donna. <laughs> my cheeks hurt from laughing so that hard at that. So I'm pretty sure funny. I was wheezing really bad. That's, oh my god, my cheeks hurt. She shut the door. This is the best episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> she literally just she left the dog. That was like honestly the best. Debate. Oh my god, my cheeks hurt so bad. Sage, that was so freaking funny. The debate back and forth. I didn't. I the didn't debate, think the, Donna the had points. it in her. I didn't think Donna had it in her. The counter arguments, <laughs> all of it. Okay, I'll do it. I don't swallow. <laughs> I love it. I think I might have both. I don't even know. <laughs> Snackle chewy and chocolate after that with Donna. Okay, all right. Here's my next story, Kaylee. Are you ready? Oh god, yeah. A lot of bloody noses in this in this episode, and also. God, there. Wait, that's so weird. We do have a, a lot. bunch of nose ones, and I have one to add at the end of this one. Okay. Anyways, okay. I've heard this story 
many times. And the person that tells it, I always say, can you please tell me the story? And he knows exactly what story it is. So this is my first Tinder date ever. My first Tinder date ever. I picked the girl up at her house. Her parents made me come inside and meet them. (laughs) So embarrassing. That's kind of like Alaskan bush people when Noah has to bring the girl he wants to court to the grandparents, not the parents, the grandparents' house to get approval. Yeah. You ever think about that? Oh, I've thought about that. Noah's my favorite character. I fucking love it. Dad's going to prison. It's up to us to save Brown Town. I love the Alaska Bush family. Okay. Anyways, couldn't figure out where to eat. So I took her to the Olive Garden. Oh, gee. At some mall in New Hampshire. I'm just happy Ryan's never taken me to the Olive Garden. Obviously, I had some beers. She judged me so hard about it. So I had a few more. We leave and somehow wind up in the Walmart parking lot things start heating up in the walmart parking lot are you fucking kidding me remember sexual salvation they wouldn't finish it in the walmart parking lot oh my god walmart parking lot i i can't all of a sudden she yells at me i'm a virgin shocked because that was not where it was going i look at her and she screams again blood is now pouring down my face as i get the worst runny nose of my <laughs> life grabbing the only thing to stop it out of my back seat i find a pair of underwear used clean i don't know nor did i care i just wanted to go home <laughs> but no it kept going and going and finally stopped On the ride home, we were talking about a vacation I was going to on the following week. Rather than being supportive and cool, this chick's response was, yeah, well, I think we're dating now, so I don't trust you on a vacation by yourself. I looked back in pure disbelief at this stage five clinger I had just interacted with. I looked at her without hesitation and said, what? You cannot be serious. We're not dating and I'm going to do as I please. The waterfalls start flowing. I felt so bad for this girl telling me her whole life story, so I kept saying how I may not be into you, but we can still be friends. The tears continue. We're sitting in her driveway for now an hour. Mm. Now it's midnight, and I have to work at four the next morning, and I can't get this crying girl out of my truck. I try everything, and nothing works. Yikes. So I stop being the nice and graceful gentleman. I pull the, I'll text you tomorrow. I gotta go. Her eyes light up, and she stops crying, and so I leave. Then the texts start flowing like wildfire. I get home after my 45-minute drive with 12 unread texts from this chick explaining how much she likes me and that since we're dating, she wants to go on vacation with me. Oh, dear Lord. She has been ghosted ever since. Yeah. uh, Yeah. One date. Yeah. I just want to say right now, Ryan and I's second date, we made lobster at my house. Okay. And... We're eating our lobster and all of a sudden I like look over and he's just like bleeding profusely out of his nose. And I was like, um, you have a really bad nosebleed. And here we are almost two years later. (laughs) It happens. Look at Don and Mike. I know. Oh God. It's so funny. All right. This is kind of a quick one. Okay. A little. I met a man five years ago at a Christmas party. We talked and drank all night and really hit it off. He got my number before I left that night and asked if I would go out with him the next weekend. The next weekend came around and I started doing laundry before he came over, but didn't have time to put it in the dryer. At that time, he lived about an hour away and drove over for dinner and drinks. After that, we went back to the house I was renting and hung out for a bit. While we did make out, I made it very clear that it was not going farther than that. He then said he should just change and start getting ready for bed then. He thought he was sleeping over. 
without asking or me inviting him to. Ew. I told him my roommate and I are not comfortable with that. He said he would use the bathroom and go home then. Ugh. The next morning, I remembered my unfinished laundry and went into the bathroom where the machines were. I could instantly smell bleach. It's then I realized he went to the bathroom, poured <gasps> bleach all over my laundry, and left. That's the worst thing that happened in my dating life. I'm now with an amazing man, and he's allowed to sleep over whenever. What the fuck? What the actual fuck? Okay, but honestly, like, that is so fucked up. But, like, if that happened, like, this year during quarantine, bleach things are so in. You could have just been, yeah. like, you could have picked through the stuff you could have said. You know what I mean? And just, you know. But yep. that is such a douche move. If this guy listens, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Fuck you. You're not a Fucking you're not a, you're not a fan of fan of us, and we're not a fan of you. Mm-mm. Okay, so this is a hiking story, and I have one at the end, just a quick little snippet. Hey, girls, I love the show, big fan, and boy, do I have some stories for you. Here's the story of my worst ever first and second date. Just for some context, I went to college outside of Atlanta. There was another kid I knew who went to Georgia Tech in Atlanta, and he asked me out on a date. I said yes, and we made plans to go out that Sunday evening. So Sunday, he comes and picks me up from my apartment in Kennesaw. If I'm butchering that, I'm really sorry. And off we go. He doesn't tell me until after we are halfway there that the date he has planned for us is a hike up Kennesaw Mountain to watch the sunset and a picnic. Sounds cute, right? Wrong. Surprise mountain hiking is never cute. I love hiking, but you got to be prepared for that shit. And I was not prepared at all. But I powered through and hiked up that damn mountain in the wrong shoes, determined to have a good time anyway. Fuck this guy for not telling her that. I'm sorry. I know it's fucked but up. But fuck you. It gets worse. Just that pisses going. me off so much. <laughs> then we watched the sunset and now we have to climb back down the mountain in the fucking dark. Which he somehow did not anticipate as he didn't have any headlamps or flashlights or anything at all. So yeah, we just right? Oh my god. I'm just like mad right now. So we just used our phone lights as we stumbled down the rocky trail in the dusk. We get to the bottom and he sets up a picnic of... <laughs> ham sandwiches and Lay's <laughs> chips I was not impressed but I still tried to in- <laughs> fuck this guy but I still tried to enjoy myself as best I could and be grateful that he wanted to take me out at all no no no, no. you're not into it you're not into no. it no he took you hiking and he fed you ham sandwiches okay literally and he forgot the headlamps let's freaking stone him okay and I was just trying to be nice Truthfully, the date wasn't terrible at all, just a little poorly thought out. Okay, okay. It was the second date that was truly horrible. (laughs) About a month later, he asked me out for a second date. I agreed after some initial hesitation, thinking to myself, there's no way this date will be as bad as the last time. Surely he learned from those mistakes. I was wrong. He did not learn. It was so much worse. I'm loving this so much right now. Again, he picks me up on a Sunday afternoon. Ugh. Ugh. Sundays, I get so depressed on Sundays. I hate this man. Three hours late. I thought he wasn't coming, but he said he got stuck in traffic. Okay, sure. Even though Atlanta is only like a half an hour from Kennesaw, but whatever. I get in the car and off we go back towards Atlanta. And then we keep going and going and going. And when I asked, where the hell are we going? He responded with a smug, you'll see. 
After almost an hour in the car, I see the welcome signs for Stone Mountain Park. Cool. (laughs) Cool. I like Stone Mountain. They have a fun laser show. Could have just told me that's where we were going instead of convincing me that I was being kidnapped. Yeah, right. But okay. We find a parking space and he starts walking towards the trailhead and calls back to me. Are you ready to climb this thing? Kaylee, I want to die right now. I know. I know. It's just, I'm, it's it's something. I'm like infuriated. I know. Keep reading. My heart dropped. What the actual fuck? Surprise mountain hiking again. God damn it. How? Why? I was not dressed for this. I was wearing flats and a sweater. Yep. yep. Stop. I didn't even have a water bottle. Oh my God. I fucking hate this man. I was so mad. I'm mad. I'm fucking mad. I'm mad just thinking about it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I'm, having yeah. a, I'm literally having a conversation with this it's girl right now. It's crazy. But I followed him up. Felt like I was going to die. I was so hot and sweaty. And this fool didn't even get the good sense to hike with me. He stayed a good 200 yards ahead of me the whole time. Are we the same person? Do we go on the same dates? Do we date the same people? I could have passed out and rolled back down the mountain and he would have never known. After about 20 minutes of struggling, I stopped for a break to see him way, way up there impatiently waiting for me. When I finally caught up to him and mentioned how hot and sweaty and dehydrated I was, he said, oh, I got you a drink. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And handed me a half. I can't. A half empty Coke. (laughs) Coke. (laughs) I was dumbfounded, but just politely refused. She's like, I'd rather die dehydrated on this mountain than drink drink your half Coke. The rest of the hike went about like the first half with him about a football field away from me and me fighting my way up in the wrong shoes. We get to the top. Finally, it's almost (laughs) 7 p.m. and they are making the last call for the trolley back down. Why the fuck? Right. 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 Why the fuck? There's a fucking trolley. Why the fuck didn't we take the trolley up? Whatever. I get in line for the trolley down and he abruptly says, oh, I got to get the cooler so we can grill up dinner. (laughs) And just takes off back down the mountain by himself, leaving me on top of a goddamn mountain in a sea of strangers to take the trolley down alone. What the fuck? I get to the bottom and start calling him to find him and calling him and calling him and no response. Eventually, I give up and just pick a spot on the lawn and settle in and wait for the laser show to start. (laughs) Halfway through the show, he finally calls me back and is upset that I didn't meet him at the car. Despite him never asking me to meet him there and ignoring my many calls, he finds me on the lawn and he is dragging his cooler behind him. He (laughs) sits down and we watch the rest of the show, all while he is singing along to the music very loudly and very off-key. Oh, God, could it get any fucking worse? The show ends ends and he looks at me and says well the park is closing so I don't think we can grill any of this stuff and he slaps (laughs) and he slaps the lid of the cooler that is literally filled with raw meat that was never gonna get cooked at this point I'm so beyond mad that I'm just tired and I want to cry I'm sweaty hungry angry tired and I don't want to be on this date anymore get the fuck out out of there we make our way back to the car and try to leave but so is everyone else at the park so it takes about a half hour to get out of the parking lot yeah a half hour in the car with the radio off while he talks incessantly 
about NASCAR <laughs> of all goddamn subjects. I think my blood pressure is rising right now. I'm just like angry at this whole thing. Then he realizes the Braves played today and he's got to have the scores. He puts on the radio finally and I have to sit through sports talk for another 10 minutes. I would die. This was my childhood practically, except for NASCAR. It was always W-E-E-I fucking baseball. Oh my God. Red Sox all the time. My dad does the good way back, way back impression. I can't. It's my childhood. Until I ask if we can listen to the music instead. He says, no, I need to listen to the game. On a goddamn date. He couldn't wait to look up the game after the date. At this point, we are just getting back on the interstate going 70 miles per hour when his car... Stop it. Yeah. Shuts off at speed. It just died on the interstate at 70 miles per hour. Fuck me, right? This date will never end and I'll be trapped with him until my death or his. We managed to coast the car into a sketchy gas station parking lot when he announces, it's fine, my car does this all the time. I know what to do. I'm sorry, what? You knew your car was prone to this and you still took it on a date out of town? What kind of lunatic? And how is it an okay thing for a car to just do that sometimes? Often enough for it to not bother him, apparently. (laughs) He gets out of the car and goes around to the trunk to get some tool when he pops his head in the passenger window, points to the gas station and says, they have like hot dogs and stuff in there if you're still hungry. This man seriously just (laughs) offered me gas station hot dogs as dinner on a date, like the little fucking rolly ones. I declined. He fixes the car and he finally gets me home about six hours later. Then I wanted to be out. I ate ramen noodles for dinner that night and I had a good cry in the shower. It's okay. We've all had a good cry in oh, the yeah. shower. I think I've had a ramen noodles and a cry also oh, sure. at the same time. It was the worst dating experience of my life. Zero out of 10. Do not recommend it. I do not understand how he thought this date was going to go well. I don't understand why I gave him a second date in the first place. I should have said no. I should have gotten right back in that car when he started up the mountain. I think it's needless to say, but I did not go out with him a third time. Thank God damn. This is the reason why this story like really pisses me off. Like pisses me off to my core. I, Kaylee, you know my, I have outdoorsy parents. They love hiking. My mother used to climb in Nepal. Like, you know, I I didn't get that gene. I I didn't. Okay. I didn't. It's okay. I was a sprinter when I did running and and that was my thing Mm -hmm. and soccer. And that, that was my thing for activities. I used to go on Tinder, you know, I met this guy. He was, he was in the Coast Guard and like, if he listens, like, I really don't fucking care about you and I don't care if you listen either. So he was, he was coming home for like a week and I was on April vacation, you know, working out of school, you get vacation. So worked out perfectly. We went on a date. Don't even remember what our first date was. Um, Actually, I had a lot of embarrassing things happen in this whole fucking thing, but it, I'll tell long story short. Basically, I um, go on a date goes great oh we went to the beach it was my idea to go to the beach like just sit on a blanket no do nothing okay next day hey I'm thinking literally I don't even know if it was the morning of I can't remember I I want to say it was the morning of he was like I really want to hike this mountain up north and I was like oh my god and my mom was like you're gonna have to go because you know she's fucking she's a hiker herself and I was like no 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 I don't want to go I don't I don't I don't even I don't want to go what do I do I fucking go okay Because I was like, oh, you know, he's in the Coast Guard. I had like a little moment of like kind of being a little shallow. And I was like, maybe. Yeah, but you already did have a good first date. Yeah, I thought it was going to go great. 
So I'm wearing these like really cute pants, but they're like hiking pants. They're like Columbia's, like they're my mom's. They make my butt look great. I'm thinking I'm like such a cute little hiking girl, right? Got my water bottle, my now <laughs> dress jean. The part. It, I dress the part. Okay, we're now we're five minutes into this hike, mind you, Kaylee. The whole drive up, it's like a it's like a two hour drive up, and the hike is a total of six miles. Yeah, yeah. And it's a loop. He wanted to do the loop. Okay, so. We're about five minutes into the fucking hike and I'm already fucking beat red dying. I'm already, I've already drank half my water. I was like, cause it was like this already. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Sage. Like 90 degree an- angle. We're like climbing and now it's getting higher and steeper and higher. Now there's cliffs. Now we're climbing up the sides of cliffs and it's crazy. And I'm like, can we take a break? Can we take a break? Look at the view. Oh my God. Look at the view. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sweaty. I'm so, I'm literally like, look at God's creation. Like I was so fucking like dehydrated. Can you believe this is where we live? This I, like, is on earth. I couldn't regulate my water intake and my sweating because it just, it was more sweat than water intake and yep. I was so dehydrated. So girl, I feel you fucking hate hiking. Gotta hate it. Ryan hates it too. Thank God for him. Oh my God, my angel. Anyways, so now it's like April, okay? So the top of the mountain, mind you, we're going up cliff faces like this. Like you can walk, but it's fucking steep. And now it's starting to get icy. And now it's starting to get really woodsy and still cliffs, but ice and it's dark and it's cold. And I was like, oh my God, I can't even fucking do this. And I'm cold, but I'm sweaty. And I, 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 I'm fucking like, I'm dying. And this kid just, he's complaining because I was taking breaks. Like it was, I ripped my pants. I fall. I ripped my fucking pants. Oh my God. I ripped my fucking pants. We get to the top. I made him stay at that top of the mountain for so fucking long. Literally so long. And then the hike down felt like longer than the fucking hike up. Because I just was still sweaty. And there were still uphills. Because it was a loop. So you had to go up the ridge of a fucking mountain. And then down. I can't. I cannot. I can't. And and so then we went on another date this week. You know. We drove all the way home. I don't even think he gave me dinner that night. I don't. I don't think he fed me. And I don't I don't skip meals. We all know that I don't mm-hmm, skip meals. Mm-hmm. Okay. So later in the week, we decided we want to go see, oh my God, the worst movie ever. The Silent Place, I think it was called, where they couldn't talk the whole time. So it's really awkward. But prior to us going to see, oh, A Quiet Place. Prior to that, we went to Kume to get sushi. And I was wearing these little booty heels they were really cute like they're you know classy little uh, boots you know it's winter-ish April whatever I go to put a tip in the tip jar and it's so high up that I have to stand on my tippy toes and I kick my leg up and as I kick my leg up I fucking nail the waitress holding dishes and plates and everything (laughs) in her hand I kick her square in the fucking kneecap she drops everything you're telling me this story now so I am like just so fucking embarrassed like I knew it was gonna be the end of the end but guess what Kaylee was not the end it wasn't because prior to us meeting he bought Red Sox tickets for us oh right the Sox tickets that's what I was thinking about that was your first date yeah and so that Friday we went to the Red Sox game and and it was great and uh and it was the only good date we had and then he ghosted me forever and but then it gets worse it comes back around that summer my dad and I were out striper fishing on the water and we were near the Coast Guard station and this was the day after John McCain died and now my dad I'd like to give a shout out to him because he's a Republican but he fucking hates Trump I can respect everybody's views if you're not radical I get it like you know that I can respect if you're a fucking racist go fuck yourself but my dad 
hates Trump. And that makes me happy. My dad's a retired police officer. He hates Trump. Yeah. That's fabulous. We love that. And he was like, I cannot believe the Coast Guard station doesn't have their flags at half mass. And I was like, oh, yeah, same. Like for John McCain, you know, yep, he yep, was yep. a hero. Yep. So I was like, yeah, dad, that's pretty fucked up. And you know what? Like he was like, well, fucking Trump, you know, you fucking tell, you know, whatever. So he's like, I think I'm going to go over and ask them why his the flags aren't ha- at half mass. And now he's going over to the Bay Garage with the where the. And I'm going, I'm not like where they keep their boats. And I'm like, dad, please don't know. I went on a date with a guy. And now I see the guy. I see the guy. I'm on our boat. And I'm now I got one foot in my fucking bloody striper ice cooler. And I'm like, dad, I will get in this fucking cooler so fast. And he won't stop. He won't stop. He gets to the point where like they can notice me. And then he goes, "Ah, I'm just fucking with you. And he turns around. Oh my God. As I got my bloody croc, like my feet with crocs on in the fucking cooler, like ready to jump in it. Oh, covered in st- striper blood gross fucking don't take girls hiking okay yeah, don't take girls hiking Come unless on. they ask for it all right next story <clears throat> here we go here we go here we go i met this guy at a bar and i was admittedly pretty drunk gave him my number and we set up a date a few days later we went to tgi fridays it was a safe spot for me since i had a friend that lived down the road i show up wearing the usual jeans, t-shirt, and cute but small heels. Nothing crazy. And he says, wow, you're dressed up. Awkward, but okay. (sighs) As we get to talking, he could not stop talking about fighting. How many fights he gets into and so forth. Now, I had just called off a wedding to a Marine who was just like that. (sighs) So it was an immediate turnoff. The check comes, and I happily offer to pay my half. He declines, but he makes a comment that my three pumpkin head beers were a little pricey. Oh, fuck you. Whatever, dick. A few days of me blowing off his text go by because I'm bad at being blunt. I'm working in a lingerie store at the mall, and he shows up to my job (sighs) and says, Wow, you're dressed up. Yes, creep. It's my fucking job. Ew. I told him I was working and that I'd call him later after work. So after work, I text him saying, I'm not interested. It took months of hiding behind clothing racks when I saw him coming for him to eventually stop texting me. A year or so later, I'm working at the same store and he walks by with an older woman. She turns around to come in and I bolt out back. He was with his mom and she needed to get fitted for a bra. (laughs) After that, I never saw him again. You went bra shopping with your mother? You went bra shopping with your mom? What a fucking lord. I could lose a... Well, it's funny that he was, like, obsessed with fighting because this next story I have, Kaylee, is about an MMA fighter. And he's fucked up. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. In 2012, I met this guy on a local North Shore Facebook page. Good old North Shore, Massachusetts. He sent me a random message and invited me to come take one of his workout classes at his gym in Peabody, Mass. I went, since it was a group, and figured I could kind of check him out and see if there's going to be a second date. I went to the boot camp style workout class and we agreed to meet up for appetizers and drinks. He talked about himself and all of his accomplishments, including being an MMA fighter and owning a gym where he taught MMA to kids. I was like, oh, that's cute. We agreed to a second date later that week to go to a friend's of his to watch one of his students fight on TV. The day came and I wasn't really feeling that well, so I texted him telling him I could not make it. He apparently was relying on me for a ride, which he never said, and tried to persuade me to still come. But I was like, 
and no, you're being too pushy. He then proceeded to text me nasty messages telling me what a shit person I was, how I sucked at my job, etc., etc. This went on for six hours. Oh my God. I finally told him to stop or I would take legal action against him for harassment. The text stopped. But wait, there's more. About two weeks later, I was walking to lunch with two of my coworkers who I had told about this piece of shit. He actually passed us, walking on the opposite side of the sidewalk, and we spotted each other. The wacko turned around and began to follow us all the way into the bank where my coworker was oh my using God, the ATM. No. He was making really intense eye contact with me and was clearly trying to intimidate me. That was the last I heard from him. Then... About a year and a half later, who do I see in the newspaper? Okay, now she sent me the fucking link, okay? So I'm, I'm just going to give it. you a little brief little synopsis of what this piece of shit did. So the article title is, Martial Arts Teacher Arrested for Vicious Beatings of Girlfriend. <clears throat> We're going to call this guy Joe, 37, who owns a martial arts studio in Beverly, was deemed dangerous yesterday in Salem District Court. He's charged with aggravated assault and battery, assault and battery, and attempted murder, according to Essex District Attorney's Office spokesman Stephen O'Connell. The case is going to be reviewed by a grand jury. Damn. Joe, quote unquote Joe, is accused of repeatedly beating his 29-year-old girlfriend of one and a half years and causing injuries such as, now this is fucking disturbing, cauliflower ear, with like wrestlers fucking get that from like getting their faces smushed, smushed into the ground. Like that's horrifying. Multiple breaks to her nose, broken teeth, detached retinas, broken fingers, broken bones and scars and bruises all over her body, O'Connell said. Uh -huh. Joe was arrested Friday. He pleaded not guilty to the charges during his arraignment on Monday. She said, the, it says, the woman told police that she was assaulted and subjected to abuse repeatedly over the past few months, including being thrown into her Christmas tree, being stabbed in the ears with scissors. Oh, my God. Extreme forced exercise that made her pass out and a beating that tore out stitches she had from an earlier attack. She at first told the police the injuries were the result of mixed martial arts fighting, which is MMA fighting. Her injuries were so severe she will need reconstructive surgery, oh. authorities said. His lawyer would only say last night, without a doubt, these are disturbing allegations that my client is facing. We intend to fight them in court. So now back to the story. She says to me that he is currently serving a 12 to 15 year sentence. I felt like I had dodged a bullet for sure. I actually emailed the reporter who covered this case and told her my story. She said that numerous other women had contacted her with stories very similar to mine. He even fired his own attorney for ineffective counsel because they couldn't get him freed or turn the mountain of evidence against him around. So that piece of shit is in jail where he fucking belongs. Yeah. He should be there, there. for life, honestly. Yeah. Attempted murder. Um, In the wise words of... Karen and Georgia from My Favorite Murder. Yeah. Stay sexy and don't get fucking murdered. Yeah, seriously. Like, seriously. Jesus, that girl got out of it nice. And I would just like to say that, like, a lot of these stories came from Murderino, so thank That's you. That's where I was going with our next topic. God bless. So we have, yeah, so we've been posting in some Murderino chats. Yeah. Because we know, we know how they love all the crazy stories. So a lot of these other ones we got from uh, New England Murderinos group. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to fire off some of the things that they wrote on the Facebook page. Yes. Sage, you go ahead and go first. This story, actually, well, here we go. 
Long story, but it needs background for context. I met a guy in Gavaween, Guavaween in Tampa, think pirates and drinkings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> think pirates and drinking, decided to invite him to a Bucks game because I had season tickets and figured it was pretty tame and in public. Since I had nosebleed seats, I usually sat lower in my section until the real ticket holders came to sit. Most of the time, no one came, but I was super agreeable when I did need to move. So my date and I sat lower. I told him we may need to move, and when we had to, he gave the people attitude. I think we moved seats, but not to my seats, and I think we had to move again. Anyway, now the game starts, and he's a Saints fan sitting with a Buck fan. I don't get the reference. I just know the Patriots or whatever. What game are we playing here? Football. Football. Okay, okay. (laughs) I learned quick. The Bucks is where Tom Brady is now. Oh, my God. That's right. Cut that whole thing out. Cut that whole thing out. I'm not cutting it out. Cut it out. I forgot. (laughs) Fuck you. I forgot that he fucking left us. I learned quickly that he's a very huge Saints fan, very loud, and just starts taunting the Bucks fan on every play. He got very loud, and the Bucks fans were not happy with him. Everyone was asking him to sit down, including me, as I'm shrinking in my seat because I'm not an attention seeker at all. Finally, sometime near the half, security and the police come haul him Stop away. It. Stop it. Don't know what happened to him after that. I stayed, enjoyed the rest of the game, and never answered his call after. Worst game I ever oh, went yeah. to. Fuck yeah, girl. You just stayed. I yeah. Girl, yeah. You fucking girl take power. the you have season tickets, of course. You're gonna fucking stay. Go get drunk. Who cares? So what? Who cares? Okay, here's another one. Your date at dinner keeps calling you Ashley, but your name is Rachel. To follow up with, oh, that was probably the girl I was messaging before I got here. Oh. Another guy asking to switch sides of the table five minutes into a first date so he could watch the Celtic games. My coworker got asked on a date by a sketchy customer when we were 17-year-old cashiers. I knew it was dangerous, but she insisted, so I went with her to have her back. We got to the arcade, and a tweaked-out man in his 30s rolls up on a moped to greet us. He said, hey, sorry I'm late, DUI, be right back. Oh, what? Dude takes a 40 out of his backpack and corners the building to chug it. Stop it, stop it. Oh, my God. When he came back around front, he was creepy flirty, paid for both of us to be his date. We played laser tag in a dark room with this creep. It got warm. He, he took his sweatshirt off and boom, swastika tattoo. Stop it. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We were too timid in 17 to say no and leave before this point. But once that swastika came out, I grabbed my friend and we dipped out hard. Yeah, bye-bye. Get the fuck out of here. All right, this person. Oh, I got a bunch. In my early 20s, I realized I didn't really know what I wanted from a partner. So I decided to go on a date with anyone I matched with on Tinder who asked. The result was almost 30 dates in two months. I had two absolutely terrible ones. The first one was a guy about eight years older than me who worked as an electrician. He was fine for most of the date until he asked what exactly I do. At the time, I was a graphic designer and putting myself through college as the same major. This set him off. He flew into a rant about how I was an idiot for being in college and should drop out to pursue a trade. Oh, please. Uh, The rant went on for probably about 10 minutes without me saying anything. Oh, come on, guys. Take a hint. Take a fucking hint. If the girl is silent, clearly something's off. Yeah, and to each their own, like, you're in a trade. Good for you. She wants to go to college. Good for her. Like, you don't have to, like, be competitive. Wait, wait. That's so crazy. He ended it by saying he was only so concerned because he felt fatherly towards me. Ew. Needless to say, I did not order a second drink and did not let him kiss me goodnight. I also never returned a text. Ugh, that is so fucking The creepy. second awful date was just 
annoying. The guy showed up 45 minutes late and drunk. His excuse, he was late because he'd been in a car accident, so he ended up having to Uber. Oh. He parked right outside the window. I saw him get out of his car and come in. He was at the level of drunk that he wasn't even making sense. I wasn't even polite. I told him he would be paying for my drink. I had while waiting for him and left. Oh, God. My worst date was just a dude who talked for almost two hours straight at a coffee date. Then, when leaving, insisted we go to lunch immediately after. I had to come up with a lie about why I couldn't because he wouldn't take no for an answer. Just take no, and you don't need to eat after you go get coffee because you're going to shit your brains out, okay? (laughs) I had a guy leave me at a restaurant because I was very clear I wouldn't sleep with him on the first date. (sighs) That's it. Just simple enough. That's all you need. Next. Okay, this is the last one here. I used to have my lip pierced, just a little stud. I met up with this guy I knew and we would smoke and make out. Well, we were making out and he sucked my lip so hard, he sucked my lip ring halfway through the fucking hole. Oh my God. And it got stuck. I left and when I got in my car, I could not get it out either way. I couldn't pull it from the inside and when I pushed to pop it out, it hurt. So I took a deep breath and I pushed it as hard as I could to pop it out of my lip. The funniest moment ever. You know what? He has to be sucking your lip pretty fucking hard to let to like get that to happen. Like how does that even I don't happen? know. It's fucked. It's fucked. That's so funny. Wow. Wow. All right. I need to find my questionable question. Okay, find your questionable okay. question. Do you have one? Not really. I'll fucking think of something. You got one? Yep. You want to go first? You want me to? I'll go first. Mine is kind of like, eh, whatever. Okay, go ahead. What superpowers do you wish you had? It's like, I kind of wish I I was invisible. Mm-hmm. Because then I could be like anywhere. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, I don't want to hear people talking shit. Right. And you're picking three, so. I'm picking three? Yeah, it could, it could be anything. It could be anything. Okay, well then flying so that I can go anywhere. Yep. And then the last one would just be like extreme like fighting skills, like agility. Okay. That's it. Like nunchuck skills? Well, if I could, all of it. Just like. Just nunchuck skills. Extreme fighting. I Okay, I would definitely do flying, no mm-hmm, doubt. Mm-hmm. I would do talking to animals. Oh, yeah, I right? would probably switch that for any one of mine. Fish, anything, like call them up to the surface. Like tuna, like we go tuna fishing, okay. call up a tuna, you know. Really uh, thinking about it here. Uh, and I think my third one would definitely be being able to morph into like a mermaid and not being a- afraid of the ocean. Okay. So going swimming. <laughs> all right. All right. Is that like too specific? Uh, I think you're fine. It's our, so what who cares? It's our fucking like, podcast. We can do like, it for a If long. I was invisible, I'd probably forget to turn it back on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think I'd want to be half human half mermaid whenever i wanted to and not have a fear of the ocean okay that's do you have a fear of an, do you have a fear of the ocean like jumping into the ocean yeah yeah, yeah same same but not in the, at the beach like i'll go swimming like yeah like yeah i know i, I, know. Touch, I, don't, I don't jump off a boat and in, i have, in the lake I will, and i get panic attacks when i do that okay so, no what's something your brain tries to make you do and you have to will yourself not to do it there's a lot of things i have for you in mind what are you doing what are you doing I don't know where she's going, guys. Guys, she's laying on my love sack face down. I think she's singing the Hannah Montana song. She's practicing something, guys. Okay, okay, okay. I know what it is. (laughs) So, 
I have this habit. I have this weird habit where I, when I sing a song, if I'm not listening to the actual song and I, it's stuck in my head, I'll go, yeah, yeah. No, wait. Yeah. No, fuck. I can't. Kaylee, I can't. I. Yeah. No, I can't come up. I can't do it on the spot. That's okay. It's just like your brain can't help you. Yeah. It's like a weird way I end my songs and I know like I I should I need to stop doing cuz it bothers me and yeah. I do it. It's like a yeah. Oh, I can't even do it. It's like a uh, what's it yeah. what's it like? What's it it's a, like a what? Yeah. That was it. Oh. Yeah. All right, enough. That was what I think that's what it was. <laughs> Just now, really. I really do. I'll show you later if I think about it. I, I You know what? I, I know exactly what you're talking about, though. That's th- the thing. There was a time when I used to live in New York by myself the summer I graduated from college, and I, I realized that I did that a lot, and I, like, had to one day physically, like, think to, like, stop myself, and I couldn't stop doing it. That's okay. It's kind of similar to what I can't stop. Oh, what is it? You know what it is. Doug funny theme song all the time. All Every the time. day. Every day it. at least once a day. Well, that's really funny. It is. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's like a weird little tick I have and a weird little impulse you have. They both have to do like music oh, noises. Yeah. There was another thing that came to mind. My thing that came to mind for you was when you um do the, the weird names. Oh, Scarby Tartan? Yeah. She just does it. She can't help it. And she'll keep going with, she just won't stop. Oakley has like a, Oakley's my little orange kitty. And she has so many names like a Blally Blue Lynn. And, well, what, today and, when I took that video of you walking in to say hi to Archie, like, me Locush. I'm like, hey, it sounds little, like Simoleon. Good old Sims, you know, oh, Simoleon. Yes, <laughs> yes. My brother and his fiance, by the way, congrats on your engagement. Yeah. Um, they are like expecting a baby in the, in a month, and they were like, "Give us a name," and I was like, "Okay, Peeper, keep us calling." Like I have like a little name generator, like that. But it's because she's. It's really Sims. It's exactly. It really the name. is. It really is. I just. I, it really is. Oh, um. So obviously, like this episode has been like a lot of red flags, a lot of going to places where you don't know where you're going a lot of make sure the guy feeds you kind of situation if you're going to go to on a date make sure that they're taking you to the place where you're supposed to be as of now I have a story but I don't feel comfortable sharing it on the podcast just yet but I think at some point I definitely will be comfortable too but like legally I feel like right now I mean I wouldn't get in trouble if I shared it but I think that it's pretty um fresh I would say Yeah, yeah and um, it's still uncertain. Yeah. And so like the MMA fighter story and also the hiking story like really brought up a lot of feelings about that night that I had with this individual. And so I just wanted to say that you should always trust your gut and you should always know where you're going. And you should probably never get in the car with anybody if you don't know them. And uh, I made a fucked up mistake one night and I did that and I got myself into some crazy shit and I'm still dealing with it three years later. If you keep listening to the pod, you'll hear the story eventually when I'm comfortable with saying it. But it's definitely something that kind of screwed me up and it was a bad first date and it was a Tinder date. So if anything, yeah, if anything, just be careful and just trust your gut and go with your heart. And if something doesn't feel right, you know when something doesn't feel right. Say no, say no. Out of there. Say no. Get 
out of there. Know your exits. Know your emergency phone. Like whoever you would call in a situation, like lie. Who cares? Get out of it. Um, and on that note, don't worry. Don't worry about hurting their feelings. Don't. No, no. And seriously, from the worst experience of my life, if I could do it all over again, I probably would have kicked him in the balls and ran for my life. So with that, we have uh, an email you can send your stories to. You already know what we want. You already know what we want. You holiday know, stories yeah please we actually got a couple holiday date stories we actually so we just s- deleted one out of we, this episode to save so we saved you it never know Christmas. what happens while we're reading one episode right so our email is so what who cares pod at gmail.com and our insta is so what who cares pod yeah at insta you can dm <laughs> us too you fucking millennials all right nobody cares yeah a lot of them are dms today yeah. round of applause for the we- dms you guys pulled through and we got some emails we already we had some mix. but we, we just wanted to, like we wanted mix. like two more and we got like fucking 10 more this is why this episode is really long but honestly cautionary tales on cautionary tales on Mm -hmm, cautionary tales mm -hmm. and you love them you need them us women and men out there and and non-binary people we all need these cautionary tales okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whoever you are wherever you are i don't care who you are where you're from don't care what you did as long as you're being careful all the time when you go on dates with people (laughs) all right we gotta end this episode it's been far too long here we go so what? Who cares? We, we don't. Where's everybody go to college, guys? Shows out. He didn't go to college. I go, then he's not an engineer. Oh, yeah, he's an engineer over at Peace. I go, ask him where he went to college on the second date. He comes back to us. He didn't go to college. I go, then he's not an engineer. That's why you look up at okay? uh, on LinkedIn. He's not an engineer, Jennifer, if he didn't go to college. Then she found out he was working for the maintenance shed at Peace. <laughs> And then the drugs were found in his glove, which he did say was his daughter's. 